about that because I know I, I don't know anything about it. Um, and I would love to learn a little bit more about the AI process. And I know it's something that's it's fairly it's controversial. Very controversial. Right? <laughs> I, I think that with the with the right application, it, it could be used ethically and it could be really kind of a, a cool tool for creatives to use. It's not replacing us. You can't replace us. We're here. Right. You know? but, yeah. Right. yeah. Really and and AI, while it can write convincingly, it's still kind of clearly not human writing because yes. it doesn't follow the rules that that you learn to break as an author. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the the fun part about writing, isn't it? Is breaking your own rules. And of course, that's not oh, what yeah. your professors will tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. There's my friends. I see them on the little chat there. I've missed you, honey. I have. I really Look have. That. Look at that. Everyone came out to see you. I, I appreciate that. And uh, oh, what, what I was saying is I would love it. Love to have an AI that would help me um, kind of create an outline out of my jumble of thoughts that I have for a story. Because you know how when you get going, you usually have a, a bunch of different ideas banging around in your head. You're like, all right, I'm going to make this work somehow. But you don't quite know how you're going to make it work yet. Mm -hmm. So it would be kind of cool if you could, you had an AI that could help you with the organization process. That so there is actually a new tool on the market. Oh, I haven't played knows. with it much yet. <clears throat> but from what I've seen, it's really cool. And it does have the options for plugging in like outlines and story ideas and whatnot so that you can really refine it like you're talking about. Mm. And it's Rebecca, you know, you've been playing with it too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that. See, you were missed. You were missed. So hey, I... welcome everybody before we jump too far down to the deep end. Another episode of Spilling Ink, the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And as you all who are already in the audience know, our Jay's back. Jay is back. Welcome yeah, back, I, Jay. I have missed you all. I really have. Thank you. All you friends that are here in the comments, I have missed you. I don't know who Cool Gamer is, but I've missed you too, whoever <laughs> you are. Um, yeah, so good to be back. And, and guys, it's been years, so please forgive me if I'm a little bit rusty. We are just happy to have you back. It has been longer than a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it has been, but this is this is fun. You know, I had a, a much needed break from life, and now life is uh, tired of me being on break, so I need to get back involved and in, uh, talking to people again. And plus, I have a cool project to, to talk about tonight. So it's just, it's good all the way around, you know? That's See these two beautiful ladies and then this handsome person in the bottom? I mean, it's just good. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So th this project that that dragged you from from the, the depths, that brought you back into That's... writing again. Yes, what yes. Oh, now? okay. If we're, 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 we're getting down to business, I, I will start uh, talking about this project. Um, so I was, oh God, man, it's been a couple months now. Um, a friend reached out to me and, hey, would you consider um, writing a short story for, a, um, for an anthology? And I'm like, you know, I haven't written in years. I don't really know that I want to do this. Um, but then she said, well, it's a charity anthology. And I was like, okay, I'm liking this better, you know. Um, and then she said, you know, it's going to be supporting the the Trevor Project. And uh, 
if you don't know the Trevor Project, uh, yes, a lovely logo there is a wonderful organization. And let's, I've got some notes here. So I actually uh, tell you exactly. Um, okay, so on their website, uh, <laughs> the Trevor, uh, Trevor Project, their mission is end suicide among lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, and questioning young people. And they do that through a number of different uh, crisis services and uh, counseling services. So this is a really, really good cause uh, to be involved with and to raise money for. And, you know, when I heard that, I was like, okay, absolutely, I have to get involved with it. But then the, the real kicker was after that. I said, it's horror. I was like, oh, well, this is, I mean, this is definitely me. I, I for sure have to get involved with this because I love uh, almost all things horror. As Jane, I know you love horror as well, and your mm -hmm. horror is far more brutal than mine ever could be. Ooh, ooh, yes. yes, I don't know. Are we sure about that? <laughs> Jane is vicious. I've only read a couple of her scary stories, and they scarred me. They they did. I'll, I'll never be the same now. Um, but yeah, so the uh, the anthology is called "We're Here," um, and yes, there we go. Katie's got a, a great graphic of it there. Um, and as it says right on there, it's uh, 12 different author. Each story in here is by an author that's part of the LGBTQ community. <laughs> and each story has characters or themes that are that follow the queer storyline. So um, it's really important to us and, and to the anthology because um, queer horror is a relatively small thing right now. There's not a lot of representation in horror. And horror is a huge genre, you know? Horror is a much-loved genre. So we're, we're trying to really, um, you know, make more of a place there and say, hey, you know, check this out. You know, it's, it's written by and maybe about someone who's queer, and it's still great horror, you know? And so you horror lovers can check it out and, and still find something that you can absolutely love. And hi, Sarah. I love you, hon. Thank you so much for coming by. It's really good to see you. Um, Sarah actually lives here in, in Holland. She's a friend of mine who organizes the Holland Pride Festival, which is a huge job, and she just she kicks ass. Um, so yeah, and the other big reason besides uh, besides rep representation, of course, is to make money, make money for our uh, for our charity. You know, that's that's the big thing. Um, so, guys, this has been me talking straight for almost five minutes here without getting too off track. I, I just got to take a break here and tell you that I'm proud of myself um, so far. I'm really proud. We haven't gone off the rails yet, Katie, Jane. I, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will keep going because I, I can't do this for long. I can't do it for long. Um, <laughs> <I'm> you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the publisher for this is a uh, gloom house, which is a, a small indie press, which is um, far and away my favorite type of press to work with. Um, I love the, the indies and they're out of Pennsylvania. They publish um, horror and sci-fi, dark fantasies, other really kind of bizarre stuff. And they really like to ce celebrate diversity of all kind. Um, so it was, it was kind of a, a good marriage there. And they're doing all the, um, the formatting, all the editing, putting together the paperback. So yeah, that's all really cool. Do we oh have gosh, a, a I need link? A, I need a break from all that. What's that? Do we have a link that we can share so that we can tell uh, people where to find it? 
Um, I'm sure they're online. <laughs> all right, all right, we'll find it. And we'll make sure it gets posted in the show notes. <laughs> I mean, I, I bet they have one. <laughs> oh. Almost got it all. <laughs> yeah, almost got it all. <laughs> we will find it. We will make sure it goes into the show notes. Don't worry. <laughs> You know, the, the trippy thing about every one of these anthologies, and I love you guys, but all of these an- anthologies want to do one thing. Oh, and they want to do it more than anything, more than making money, more than making a kick-ass book. They want to start a group chat. Oh, That's I what anthologists want to do. <laughs> Fucking group chats. <laughs> I know. I was in a couple of anthologies this past year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stab myself in the eye with a pencil. Yes. Like, I believe that is actually what hell is. Hell yeah. is having to deal with that. Fucking chat with everyone you know. <laughs> but, I mean, seriously, you put 12 authors, a couple publishers, and an organizer in a group chat. Oh, I mean, it is just, it's brutal. Yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> I'm like, that's worse than my whirlpool nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I so I don't enjoy that. Thankfully, nobody tags me in anything in the group chat. So I'm I am thankful for that. So thank you if any of you are watching. I apologize, but yes, please God don't tag me. Um, yeah. I oh, silence yeah. them. <laughs> silence. <laughs> And then I look later and I go, oh, I was supposed to do something. <laughs> you know, it's 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 funny working with uh, with other authors, but still being an individual in one of these because it's like, you know, is what I'm writing, you know, kind of in line with what other people are writing? Is this too fucked up? Is it just right? Is it in the middle? You know, how are we? How are, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, how, how is this, is this faring? Because mine is, um, oh, well, I have notes on mine as well. Check this out. I have notes, Katie. I did. So my, my story is called trauma and it is traumatic. It was a little bit traumatic to write. I imagine it's going to be a, a little challenging to read. Um, and it does, it has an attempted rape in it. And, and I think that that was, it was really tough for me to decide on whether or not to go with this in the story or, or not, because um, rape is something that's horrible. Um, it's absolutely terrible. You know, I'm, I, I have three daughters. Um, and, and so, you know, thinking about things like this are, are, are tough for me. Um, but writing this story, uh, which is about um, it's about a, a young trans woman who who lives by herself in an older home, um, and she's very vulnerable because she's had a lot of um, traumatic experiences in her life that have led to a, a post traumatic st- stress disorder, which I actually learned quite a bit about on this show. From mm-hmm. um, gosh, what was her name? The lady who Virginia. came on. Virginia. Virginia. Yes. Yes. Virginia. Cruzy. Cruz. 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 Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I, I learned a lot about it from, from her and it inspired me to, to dig a little deeper. But um, so what we have in this story is a little bit of the paranormal and a little bit of the, what I would call, you know, real life horror. 
uh, where she's trying to figure out these strange things that are going on inside her house, house and with her life um, and doesn't know if they're real or if it's something that her dramatized brain is is kind of making up and, and fucking with her. Um, so it's, I felt like I really wanted to do something better than just a, you know, total fantasy bloodbath, but I definitely wanted to make it, you know, a little spooky, um, but also real life, you know, uh, trans women are the most vulnerable um, group of people in our country as far as being assaulted, raped, murdered. And so this is a very real possibility that something like this could happen to a person. Um, and, and so that's, that's why, that's why I included it in there. You know, I didn't want to kind of skimp out on it and say, okay, you know, you know, this kind of thing doesn't happen, but see, now I'm off the rails. See, if I had just read straight down that paragraph, <laughs> oh, that would have been so much smoother, the, the but I'm not going to. The scariest horrors are the things that can really happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I, it, I, uh... Oh, I mean, that right there, that, that will give you nightmares that will exist in your mind forever. And trauma, especially, does mm -hmm. exist forever in your mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, so... and, but I felt bad at the same time. And, and I, so I, you know, I asked the publisher, you know, you know, should I put, you know, some kind of, um, content warning on here, a trigger warning on here, because I don't want someone who could potentially be triggered by this to read it and be like, oh, this is, this sucks, you know? Um, and, and he basically told me, he's like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, horrific things in, in fiction. And I don't think that we have to put a content warning on all of them. You know, when people go into it, they expect to to see something kind of horrible. And so hopefully that's, um, hopefully that's in the horror, case. And, absolutely. In horror, it, 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 it's almost a given that there's hor horrific things included. Yeah. If you yeah. were writing a romance, that's a whole other, you know, genre and story that, that, you know, if you had scenes like that, that you would have to write the trigger warning. Okay. Let's pull the audience too. What do you guys yeah. think are trigger warnings? Yeah. Something that, that, you don't like to see that you do think are good are a little overblown like what do, what do you yeah. how do you receive a trigger warning yeah rebecca Cause... chime in on this i i want your opinion <laughs> seriously because i i, I have uh, i've heard some of her opinions on things like this but i definitely would you know in a in a finished published piece of work you know do think, you want yeah, to think see of my book <laughs> yeah, i look at know? it in two different ways sometimes the trigger yeah. warning is yes a warning beware yeah. this is going to happen but sometimes it can be used as a sales pitch too mm -hmm. warning there's this in here oh i like that stuff that's the kind yeah. of stuff yeah. i like to read you yeah. know yeah. right but then it can right, also yeah. be seen by some as you know do we really need to be warned about this come on now we're in the horror mm -hmm. genre you know right that's, so it takes all kinds yeah that's true and and on netflix too i i sometimes think oh boy we've gone way overboard with our <laughs> With the, the warnings that pop up on Netflix shows oh, yes. now, I'm like, oh yeah, come on, really? <laughs> oh yeah, they had they had smoking as one of the warnings on on yep. um, Bridgerton, yep. the, the the Queen Charlotte yes. one. They yes. had smoking. Really? I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Sarah says, uh, in, in regards to the trigger warning, my partner says yes to the trigger warnings. I say no for horror-specific books. Okay. I think that's 
I think that sounds fair, Sarah. Thank you for uh, asking your partner about that. And, and all opinions are valid here because you know everyone is going to have some different view on it. So if you are afraid that you're going to you know respond and it's going to be attacked, no, we want your opinions. So please feel right. free to right. post them in the live chat. Okay. Uh, Rebecca says, "Eh, a book like this, it gets super controversial." In and see and and my description of this book. Everyone watching, all the millions, it was not very good. I, I apologize, but <laughs> if you if you actually if you read the story, I think that'd be a good. Uh, you don't see an abundance of trigger warnings with horror, but trigger warnings in general are okay. Thank you, AF. Yeah, and I have grown a lot more um, sensitive to things as as I get older. Not really sure why, but um, you know, there's sometimes I'll be reading or watching a show, and I just be like, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong, but this isn't something I can do and I'll, and I'll have to stop. Um, and, and then, so I wonder if, you know, if at the beginning, if there was a warning, how would I have taken that? Would I've just been like, I can handle this and plow down through or what I decided, okay, maybe that's not for me. Oh, I didn't do a silly voice. Rebecca, we could do silly voices. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of horrible things and uh, romance and horror, Heather, my wife Heather, recently read the, I think it was The Taking of Sleeping Beauty or something. <gasps> Ooh, oh, yeah. Anne Rice? An yeah, Anne Rice. those are yes, some yeah, naughty books. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Heather. I knew what it was. Those ones need a warning label. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes, well, yeah, she absolutely hated it. And and Heather loves the steamy smut. She mm -hmm. absolutely loved oh, it. That wasn't steamy. No, no, those are. Well, not and steamy. she was no. just like, "This was just rape porn the whole freaking book." And it mm -hmm. apparently said in the book description that it was empowering. And she was like, "No, the hell was this empowering?" Yeah, <laughs> like, I haven't I did, read it. I didn't but, read uh, that book, but I but I've I've read the reviews and the you know the things on it. I have um, read them. Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> yet. Um, I read like, whoa. I mean, <laughs> yeah, super smutty books I've been reading lately, you know. <laughs> like like KF Brain's Beauty and the Beast retelling. That one, The Ruin of Roses. That's the one that I said had too much sex. My husband's reading it and he's like, Yeah, it has too much sex. <laughs> it just seems so odd to hear for it. It just has too much sex. <laughs> for me. <laughs> for me. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I'm like, this just has a little bit too much. <laughs> a little too over the top. Well, the plot's I, pretty I like, good. I believe in the balance, you know? I mean, I mean even if it's a, a smutty book, you know, give me a good balance between some kind of plot and sex or in even in, in regular books. Like my I mean far and away plot, my favorites. The plot was really good. But it was it could have been probably two books instead of four if they cut about half of the sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the sex was hot too, so hey. <laughs> Sorry. All right, yeah, back to what you're saying. Back to what you're saying. What balance, you're saying. balance in the porn. I mean the, yes. the story, the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, you know, you know what's kind of funny, and yes, Rebecca, I totally just uh, outed her, but that's all right. She doesn't watch this. Um, but you know what? I almost find, I mean, because porn can be great. That porn's fun, but I almost find 
super well done hot sex scenes in normal movies or books almost sexier than watching you know just banging you know sex yeah yeah i mean there's there's a my my favorite fantasy series right right now is the Nevernight Chronicles, and it's been years, but I know I've probably said it on here before. Jay Kristoff, absolutely fantastic, and there are a couple of uh, sex scenes that you really just don't see coming, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that was a good sex scene! Okay. <laughs> Holy shit! Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they just kind of really he he knocked it out of the park, and actually my my wife just uh is finishing reading the series and and she was like are you sure this guy's a guy i was like <laughs> oh, i'm sure i know he is <laughs> he's just that good mm -hmm. but uh but yeah so so good sex scenes in mainstream uh books i i think are are, are primo yes okay how did we get get here warning labels warning labels <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we had to go straight. Of course, we understand it. <laughs> we know exactly why we got here. We don't talk about other warning labels. We just want to talk about sex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there's Rebecca with the good comment. I yes. like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good old warning labels. Lava. But, you know, I do, I feel really good about a show when I start it up on HBO or Netflix or whatever it's on. And it'll, it says, you know, graphic violence and graphic sex, nudity. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be a good night. <laughs> My husband looks for those too. <laughs> I said it. It's sometimes a sales pitch. It's like, oh, that's got yeah. one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what they need to do? They need to have those right in the, in the description. So you don't have yeah. to start the stupid thing to see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> see, Netflix. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Oh, yes. So Boy, this book, just like this that. This anthology, no warning labels on it because it is the horror genre. So yeah. expect yeah. horrible things with good stories. Yes. yes, expect horrible things with with good stories. And I'm sure, you know, I definitely not all of them will be like mine. And mine is not a slasher horror. Um, it's not a rape-driven story by any means. It's not like, you know, I spit on your grave one through three or anything like that. Um, you know, it's it's a story about a woman who's had a, a really tough life, who's struggling to get through some um, very challenging situations <laughs> and figure out where she's where she's going. And um, I think that it's it's a good story. Um, I did put a little author's note after it that I asked uh, the publisher to include explaining why the story is the way it is. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that uh, which is my said morning labels here are controversial. Mm -hmm. Rebecca, you are so wise. <laughs> Everything you say is so wise, especially all those little short stories that you sent me recently. They were so good. I love them, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they were. It was literature. Don't worry, do, girls. Do you tell? Do you yeah. tell? <laughs> no, it was all literature. The history of uh, Botswana. Uh -huh. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they could be used as advertisements. Yeah, for sure. And sometimes for, sure. for the wrong reasons, which I'm assuming she's hinting there with the extra emphasis on the word could. Could, yep. Yeah. 
And yes, you are wise. Yes. yes. It's all yeah. bow down to Rebecca. You are wise. <laughs> oh, shoot. So now well, how long did it take you to work on those stories or sorry, your story for this anthology? Oh shit. Not very long. I mean, I, you know, they're, they're short stories in an anthology. And I think the, the, um, word count max was like 5k on them. So I think I, I probably did like 35 or, or 4,000. I usually try to, to hit around there, but, um, yeah, maybe just a couple weeks really. And then from there, it's the point of letting as many people read it as I could and trying to take their, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm reading Rebecca's comments. Um, <laughs> and they're trying to, uh, I mean, you don't, you don't want to know about mine, but a lot of books, a lot of reading. Um, but yeah, you know, so I think that's the longest part of sending stuff out to beta readers or alpha mm -hmm. readers or, you know, whatever mm -hmm. you want to say, waiting for them to get back to you. And not Rebecca, Re Rebecca got back to, to me in like 30 minutes, of course. You know what the first mm -hmm. thing Rebecca said after all her shit talking right here? A trigger warning would have been nice. Oh! <laughs> that's what you said, Rebecca. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I love you. I love you, Rebecca. Um, for beta yeah, so, reading, are you are you using story origin now for that or no? For, They're beta for the beta readers and, oh. and the tool sets through story origin. I just I just did my first one this time, and it oh, was ooh. quite cool. Wait, wait a second, Jane. Hold on. Yes. You can filter those things. I don't know if you Rebecca? can, but, but perhaps Regina oh. is questioning whether or not that was an option, what kind of people oh. would filter. Okay. Okay. Well, or if you know how to do that filter. Um, <laughs> <I don't> no. <know. laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Tina said, an author I, I know used a one-star review as an ad. There was a kiss between two females in the book, and the guy said there should have been a warning for it. She sold a lot of books through that ad. I think that's brilliant. I love it, Tina. And I, I recently seen another author doing that. Uh, and I thought it, that was that was great. Jane, I'm so sorry you got interrupted by Regine and then me. That's okay. I kind of went, you know, I, I have no idea what I said. I don't either. That's why I've apologized. I'm just like, that. I started to read and then my mind just went on the reading. <laughs> You're talking about, thank you, Anita, the, the story origins oh, beta. Story reading. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Anita. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I, I actually beta read for somebody to see it from the reader's point of view mm -hmm. too, because, you know, I, I had never done that and it was actually interesting and useful, which okay. I was like, Hot damn, something's interesting and useful for us. <laughs> Another tool. Well, how does it how does it work? Um, you well, I did a call to arms to for beta readers, and I got a couple of them. And then I send them the link in story origin. Or you can just put the link in and people sign up and you can see what it's sort of like the reviewers. You can see what they've done before and and then decide whether you want them as a beta reader or not and okay. accept them so it you know it's 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 the same premise as the reviewer one but as a reader um each chapter you go through you have to 
um, at least rate it and maybe put a small comment at the end. Oh, be mm -hmm. before you go to the next chapter. That was going to be one I of my like questions. Is, is so, how do you know they're actually? Yeah. Yep. And you can see their progress from a writer's point of view. So you can see their progress. But as a reader, you have to get through that first one and at least rate. I don't know if you have to do leave comments. You just have to rate. Was it, you know, on a one to five stars? Did it capture your attention? Does it want you to read more? I think those are the two. Um, okay two things but and then you go on to the next chapter and and it logs yeah. it logs it and then as an author you can update and they can go back and look at your updates if if you want oh that's helpful <clears throat> yeah. that's really cool now, that's really yeah. cool yeah here's, so here's one of uh, this is gonna sound bad i'm gonna try and make it sound as nice as possible yeah story origin's biggest problem was the size of its user base <clears throat> And it, it kind of became a little bit prohibitive because you could use it and it has wonderful features, but it wasn't reaching enough people to make it as worthwhile as, say, like a book funnel or something else, mm -hmm. which had a higher tier cost for use. And I know Story Origin has gone to, uh, you know, hey, system, yep. but it's still relatively low cost. <clears throat> yep. Is there enough people using the system now that it makes it worthwhile? I mean, I've had some success with my reviewers because, you know, when I, when I say, you know, do you want a review copy? And I do it through story origin, not, not um, book funnel. Getting beta readers. Um, it's a little bit, a little bit different than reviewers because you want their comments. Mm -hmm. You want their feedback. And it's sort of a contract between you and that beta reader. Um, so I think I think people jumping in to do that do that are are fewer, but they're more um, more aligned with what beta readers are and what they okay. usually do. So, I mean, I got two people. Um, but one you're of them quality on the reviews. The, the, one of them I'm getting excellent on the reviews, um, and I'm fixing things that she she's found. Okay. So that's good. You know, she, I mean, Rebecca does that for me too. She kind of like beats me up on certain <laughs> things on plot holes and things like that, or, you know, or just asking questions of, of, you know, I don't get this. And it's really good to, to get that feedback, not only in, you know, in the textual, you know, content, but overall on the chapter, like it, you know, like it went a little slow. This is why I think it went slow. So it was, the beta reader that I found um, is really good. So <clears throat> yes, a useful beta reader, <laughs> just like you. Oh, shit. <laughs> you, know, you know, I, I did not use story origin. I, I sent mine out the, the old fashioned way, just sending yeah. docs to a handful <clears throat> of people. And, and Rebecca was one, was one of them. And yeah. she, you know, Rebecca is a useful beta reader. Oh yeah, and, she uh... is. She's, 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 she she then... can be harsh. <laughs> Yeah. But it's well, I, you know, and Rebecca. <laughs> and I think that it's it's the people that have had editing experience uh, mm -hmm. in the business that tend to make great beta readers. Mm -hmm. You know, Re Rebecca was great, and also uh, Jessica West that was great. That I mean, went through and did line edits on like eighty five percent of it. I was like, holy shit, girl! That, that really yeah. <laughs> but you know, so that's and then and then of and then of course the. Um, the uh 
the organizer for for this um for, oh, i'm losing my words for this anthology uh angelique jordana um actually went through and, and did editing for me as well which is nice because mm -hmm. i think for a lot of authors especially <clears throat> if you're doing a, a charity anthology it's it'd be a lot to ask to say, okay, but you also need to hire an editor to, yeah. to clean your work before mm -hmm. you submit it to us, which I'm sure yeah. happens, but, uh, but yeah, oh, that yeah, would be a does. tough sell. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it does. And the ones I've been in, they've been expected to have, have it edited before it goes in. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and, and you were, you were absolutely right. <laughs> so it's firm, yeah, she she usually is. She she usually is. You know, I you know, Rebecca and I co-wrote a, a story together and mm -hmm. um, it was it was so chaotic doing it because we're, we're both kind of doing our own play pace at, in different places and we're not talking all the time. So it was it was a, a crazy experience, but she has so much knowledge just about putting together the story and the story structure and what's going to make it work right that it, I mean, it's it's really it's really pretty cool to work with her. See, now I've talked you up, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she still has to finish mine. <laughs> Surprise wedding. That's just kind of the theme of the year. Surprise yeah. weddings. Uh, <laughs> maybe not all surprises, but weddings definitely seem to be. Well, yeah, this is the year of the, the weddings and cruises. I already told you that. Yeah. <laughs> two cruises, two uh, weddings. <laughs> well, I've, I've got one that's... Uh, that's either marriage or pregnancy age right now. You know, mm -hmm. she's, she's 23. And so I'm waiting, waiting for that call. Like, okay, what's, what's the call going to be? What are you mm -hmm. going to tell me? <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> because but, who knows? I mean, Billy is 23. So yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. But you know, he at least waited until he was 23. Vicky got married at 20, <laughs> but she did everything like, a, you know, <laughs> like the road yeah. runner on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. well, All right. Katie, what, what's been new with you? I mean, it's been so long since we've talked. I know you've got a new place. What's, what's up with your life? You know, honestly, it's same old, same old. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's pretty much survival. You know, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of writing, but I'm not writing for myself. So I haven't actually written anything new or anything produced, which I need to get on. I need to just do that. Jane and I are supposed to be doing another collaboration and we just, yes. neither one of us has like been ready to jump yet. So yes, we're, okay. we're, 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 I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. I got to wrap up these things. I got to get through this year. Actually, <laughs> I got to get through the, you know, year of weddings and cruises. <laughs> And then of course I got Fight Club, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody had said that too at the gym the other day. They're like, "This isn't Fight Club." I'm like, "It absolutely is Fight Club. We just talk about it." <laughs> I said, "That's the first rule, Katie. You don't talk about it." <laughs> what did I tell you? I break the rules. Learn them and that's then the break core them. Core concept. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Rebecca, I'll collab with you again sometime if you want. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. The, the collaboration um, process is it it's fun it's challenging but it, it can definitely be stressful especially if you know you're seeing things from different angles not on the same page figuratively speaking um or you know competing ideas for things yeah well and i i think that 
when when we were working together <clears throat> yeah rebecca i am serious i would totally work with you again um i already had a kind of a, a set of scenes i guess you will these were scenes out of a real person's life that mm. i was working into a fiction story and so we weren't coming into it as let's start this new book from from the ground up but like okay well i already have these set the set of scenes that i want to work in and so i think that it it was it was kind of weird because we we didn't just create everything and i think it would be really fun to sometime you know actually just create something with you rebecca i think that that would be a, a fun mm -hmm. experience um, because collaborations are tricky and challenging, but they can also be really rewarding too. <laughs> oh, neener, 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 Katie. I know, yeah. I know Katie Salitis. She acts like she doesn't stay up every single weekend with me working on sprints and stuff since we both both write. Yeah. We write a lot together. We just don't write the same thing. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and, I haven't and, had... And oh, for, go ahead. And, and for us, for Katie and I, it was covers. In both cases, it was the covers. I'm like, I gotta get these. We're gonna write these, Katie. Beautiful <laughs> See, covers. Aren't these, pretty, aren't these nope. awesome? <laughs> I remember that. You're a you're a cover holic. I'm, I'm a cover whore. Yeah, <laughs> See, I'm cover holic. I'm a cover whore. But but that ends this year. <laughs> <laughs> sure it does, buddy. Sure. Yes, it does. <laughs> but, and, and I haven't had the desire to write anything in several years now i just mm -hmm. i i i was had become so dis disillusioned with the whole business of writing that i was like you know this is just i i'm just not into it anymore and i think now i mean skinwalker sound amazing rebecca actually mm -hmm. um and i and i think at this point i it, it's kind of my whole mind has reset enough um that i can start working on something and again and and in fact my my wife, who sometimes pulls out the craziest, most insane and, and beautiful ideas, um, actually had an idea for a novel about a serial killer um, mm -hmm. that involves infectious diseases. And I'm like, honey, this is like, yeah, we're, I mean, yeah, let's do this, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we talk <laughs> in your language. But, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so we are very uh, tentatively dipping our toes in, into the water of of creating a, a plot for this and, and getting some some background on characters. And I, I'm really, really excited because, you know, working with my wife is would be kind of a, a dream. You know, she's a she has a fantastic mind. She is so damn sharp and, and clever. And um, I, I think it would be a lot of fun. And it's kind of like, okay, well, I've got experience doing this and you've got all these great ideas. We can, I feel like we could build something together. Yeah. I think yeah. you, you've Skinwalkers got a couple people here on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, that <laughs> you, you know, Regine, you know, now that, um, you know, you know, sadly, my, my friends at, at, at Three Furies, they, they closed their doors. And so I have a, a couple books that are that are floating out there. And I think that I, I want to, to take a crack at really rewriting that one um, and just making it as much the, the best that it possibly can be, uh, because I really, really loved the story and pathosis. And I'm like, OK, mm -hmm. now that I'm older and I, I think a little bit smarter, God, I hope I'm smarter. Um, I, I can I can maybe 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I just let go losing of brain cells. I know that. But, but yeah, it'll be fun to take another crack at it. And there, there's some, uh, um, there's actually a book that I was, because I do all audiobooks now. And there's oh, one okay. I was just listening to, to two days ago. And it was a James Rollins book. And I really enjoy James Rollins. There's just fun thriller novels, you know. <laughs> And uh, in this story, they're they're talking a lot about the uh, the Romani people, um, and he kept throughout the whole book referring to them as gypsies. And I'm like, you know, that's it's not something they want to be called. You know, to them, that's it's a it's a slur. And I'm like, you know, the, at at this point, you know, I I feel like you could go back as a New York Times bestselling author and say, okay, let's make some quick changes. Uh, let's take out some of this offensive shit and, and, uh, and redo it. So I think that's where I'm at now is I, I want to write stuff that's good, but that's not going to hurt people. You know, I don't think I cared so much about that when I was, when I was younger, you, you know, you're writing for the purity of your writing and that kind of crap. It's like, no, but other people hurt too. And I don't want to be the one that, that hurt it. Oh, your Romani friend loves the word gypsy. Yeah, and and that's up to them. That's that's great. Oh, Mick Collins is here too. Mick is also Mick. You did. You finally made it. I've already talked about all this stuff now. Mick. Mick is also a part of this uh, this anthology. So you missed all the good stuff. I was pretty much talking about you the whole time and your amazing story, and now you will just <laughs> never know. Um, yes. <sighs> All right. So where were we? Um, I think that Jane and Katie were going to collab, and Katie and Rebecca were going to collab, and I'm going to collab with my wife and Rebecca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when, when is that book out? Okay. All right. So we'll get, we'll get back to business now that one of the other uh, cast members is here. Okay. So we're here. We're, we'll, we'll do a recap. We're here. Charity Anthology supporting the, the Trevor Project. It's going to be coming out on June 16th. Katie's putting up a graphic, I'm assuming. No? I thought yep. that's what she was doing. I was doing. just sharing the link first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 12 great authors, one great cause. Um, and it's by us and Gloomhouse Publishing. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to off this yes. name off the uh, top of my head here, but um, you know, all these stories are by an LGBTQ author and have themes from the queer community or characters from the queer community. Um, it's a really co cool thing. It's important that you remember that it is horror. It is adult horror. So there's going to be content in here that is disturbing, just like any other book of horror that you pick up. Um, Oh, now Rebecca wants to collaborate there. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, you and my wife would really get along based on her reading habits and your writing habits. I think that you would make a great team. <laughs> and so you're, me, you'll just take the you. notes, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> let, let me ask this question, because I think yes. we all come at this in a similar way, because I think everybody here has burned out a little bit in the, mm -hmm. what do you call it, the hamster wheel of yeah. writing that we feel like we're, once we get on it, we can never get off of. Yeah. What has changed for you when it comes to your approach to writing that 
it is not as daunting or as hamster wheel as before. Honestly, I'm trying to to start back from where I was when I was 29 and I first tried writing a book. That's that's what I'm trying to do now. I don't necessarily need to tell everybody about it or, you know, look at the word count or anything like that. I'm just kind of picking away at things gently because I feel like this relationship I have with creative writing is is really fragile. You know, it has really I like that, Rebecca. <laughs> you know, it's been through a lot of shit. You know, it had some successes and it had some failures. And um, I feel like I I just don't want to pull on it too hard. You know, I don't want to pluck that string um, too hard. And so, yeah, Rebecca, you know, I definitely want to write for the love of writing. But at this point, it's also finding that love of writing again. Um, because when you make something so much work, um, it is difficult to forget that you fell in love with it to begin with. You know, I mean, just like any relationship, it you it is work, but you you kind of go for those you know the passionate things too, right? Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. When it when it came to this story, I felt absolutely no pressure whatsoever because I knew that I wasn't writing something I was going to try to sell that I was going to try to cram down people's throats that, you know, I needed to get past an agent or anything like that. I was writing something because I believed in the cause and I thought it was fun. And mm. it was, it was a breeze. It was, it was like nothing being able to, to put it together. So, and that made me feel so happy after so long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. That, I mean, Katie knows I've questioned a lot, like, why am I doing this? But then I always have the answer because I love telling stories. And, and you do it and, well. And, 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 you know, while all of the business side sometimes is a drag, it is a business, you know, um, and, and the, the product I love. And it is, you know, and if one person reads it or a hundred thousand people read it, I'm okay with that. I've gotten to that point where I'm okay, you know, and yes, I'd like to make, you know, enough to sustain what I earn now when I retire, <laughs> but that's in my head, that's not realistic. And I'm not about to shell, you know, $15,000 on, on coaching to get there, you know, well, yeah, that's yeah, a ridiculous I, I, amount of money, by the way. Yes, 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 it oh. is. It is. Well, and I heard that I, figure. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, oh. and they guarantee, and they guarantee, and I'm like, how can you guarantee? How can you truly guarantee? And I'm like, you really can't. You know, unless you're, you're, you know, <laughs> I don't know. And for me, it, it's been about kind of coming to to a place of acceptance, you know, and it's kind of like those stages of grief or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I accept that this is not, writing is not how I make money. It's not how I'm mm -hmm. going to support myself or retire. This is going to be something that if I am writing, it's going to be because I want to 
And Mm -hmm. not because I have to, I don't have to write 10,000 words a day or a thousand words a day. That's, Mm -hmm. that's not the headspace I'm, I'm in anymore. I only want to do this if I really feel enriched by it. And I think, I think that thinking about it this way has really been good for me. And I think for those of you out there who are professional writers who need to sell books, that's not a good way of thinking of it. You need to sit your ass down (laughs) and write your freaking words. But for me, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. That's that's how I want it to be. I don't want that pressure to mm-hmm. succeed. Um, you know, I just want to create something that I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. That, so. That's partially why I I, I have a love hate relationship with with ghostwriting. The hate part of it is because mm-hmm. you know the ego can't be there. You are you're the ghost. You are not tied to the book once it leaves you know your desk. But on the positive. I am getting paid to do something I love. And I do love writing. Mm -hmm. I hate the sales and marketing and all the other crap that goes with. I hate that part so much. Mm -hmm. Just want to be able to write. And so as a ghostwriter, I I get the, this is the book you're writing and then it's done. This is the book you're writing and then it's done. I get that Mm -hmm. aspect of it. I'm constantly able to churn out new stories without ever having to worry about the other side of it. But then because I don't worry about the other side of it, then there's the, the little ego hit you get of, well, what if it becomes a bestseller? You know, you had something to do with it. That's mm-hmm. while, while the world doesn't. Yeah, you do. You do. But and the trade off is, people, you know, some you of don't deal with the crap it. side of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Write <laughs> 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 it and say goodbye. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right. So Mick says, uh, same here. This is my art and I love doing it. Once it turns into more of a business, then the dynamic changes. Finding that balance can be rough. Mick, this is something that I have said. <laughs> you know, if you didn't know, Mick, I used to be a, a regular part of this show. And I have said this so many times, only every time I said it, I would get a little bit angrier, a little bit more frustrated because... I, I was not finding the balance. It was this idea that if I'm writing good stories, I have to be making money. I'm I'm entitled to this readership or something like that. And it, it's all just, I mean, it's all crap. You know, I, I, I think that you're right. Fan, finding the balance is, is good and being realistic about what to expect. You know, if do you, do you want to publish books because you love writing? Great. You're, we can all do that very easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to make money? Yeah, I don't know about that. A little bit more work. <laughs> a little bit more work. <laughs> and, 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 and my brain does not do mathematics. So doing all, you know, trying to figure out all of the algorithms and, and you know, in ads and stuff like that, I'm like, set it and forget it. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, and you've got what, like seventy-five books too that you're keeping track uh, 70, of? Seventy, yeah, <laughs> seventy. <laughs> Holy yep. shit! She yep. way too many books. Yep. <laughs> Trying to algorithm each one of those? No way. Yeah, oh, and, and, I, and I only do the first in the series at this point, um, because the rest of them are just are. It isn't worth it to me. So if I get the first one and I get somebody to bite on that, then I usually yeah. see some sell through. So, <laughs> but it's like. I haven't gone to look, and I know, 
you know, I took the course, Brian Cohen's course on Amazon ads, and you're supposed to check them and <laughs> tweak them and no. <laughs> but I, but I honestly, I send, I spend less than $5 a month for, for, for like 400 ads. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. That's how it's supposed to work actually. <laughs> Well, well, the spend is down. <laughs> the The cost per click is way down, so so that's the positive. Mm. <laughs> Regina, yeah. you have a nice little point. We're gonna have to do a, a show and yeah. talk about this at some point. The the writer strike yeah. is a big oh. deal right now, and yeah, yeah, it, it's proof positive that you know good writers don't always make good money because right. that's no. one of the primary reasons that they're striking is. They're not being compensated the way that they should be for the work no. that they've done for successful shows. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're the reason the shows are successful. Right. I mean, exactly. No, I'm not dogging on cinematographers and, and directors. I mean, because you, you all are phenomenal, but, uh, but yeah, you know, that, and, and, and in, I'm in history. The last I mean, time the writers have... had a major strike, we went into reality TV. Yeah. Because I mean, trying to cut the writers out, that's what we ended up with. Yeah. And yeah. that was bad. Um, <laughs> I mean, and there's shows that, that are coming out in the next couple of years that I'm nervous about. I'm like, I don't want these to be filmed without real writers. I mean, well, and even with some real writers, I mean, we I've been doing tan talks lately over in the Plotaholics with with Brian and uh, Melinda, and the quality of shows lately that have been coming out, it, it's very sad. I mean, they're taking these massive IPs with huge followings. And they're writing to the lowest standard and passing it off because they know they can. Right. And all the plot holes and issues that we're finding, it's it's like, why? You know you can do this right. You have the money. You have the people. Why aren't you doing better for the fans? Right. Right. I mean, and, and you know, what they can have the prettiest cinematography. And if the writing is crap, it's it's not going to make money. Oh, you know what? It, it's kind of how I've always felt about um, the band Black Sabbath and then Ozzy Osbourne on, on his own. They have really, really cool music. And then Ozzy singing. <laughs> I, just, I just can't do it. I mean, if you just listen to the, the music of Crazy Train, when it gets going, you're like, yeah. And then he starts singing. You're like, fuck. This sucks. <laughs> but yes, there's a, there's a lot of hollow shows out there that should be amazing. They've got great stars, you know. <laughs> I haven't seen Avatar 2. I'm too nervous to watch it. It's I, beautiful. I'm so eye scared candy. to watch it. What's yes, that? it's beautiful. Eye candy. candy. Yeah. It's beautiful. Okay. I mean, it's the cinematography is first rate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I enjoyed watching it. The eye candy, especially like I could just sit and stare for the whole three hours. It's just that gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah, Rebecca, yeah. you're right. You're yep. right. You're feeding it too. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know. Uh, let's not talk about that because that one kind of dragged for me in the middle. But that's beside the point. It was beautifully. <laughs> Film. Uh, <laughs> yes. What the CGI was great. <laughs> <In that way. laughs> 
No, one that one that I'm looking forward to coming out on on streaming for me um, that that I haven't seen is that uh, 65, the dinosaur oh, movie with Kylo Ren. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't I haven't seen it, but I would like to. I love dinosaur movies. Hmm. Yeah. I won't say anything about that one. Don't okay. say anything about it, Katie. <laughs> My son um, made us watch Ted Lasso last night. Oh, I haven't um, seen that. It's supposed to be really good. It is. It, it, it's, it's quite wholesome <laughs> in comparison to the other stuff I watch. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> um, and it's got some great humor. Great, clean humor. So it's 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 we we want to watch more of it so that's that's a positive okay. it's not like eh, okay he's gone we don't have to watch this anymore <laughs> uh, when does the the witcher third series come out june isn't it june okay june 17th yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah. that's another one that had yeah. some controversy around its um its because trailer henry, release yeah it's the um i can't remember his name henry cavill is supposed to be done this year that season's mm -hmm. end yeah. yes yeah which ruins which it for a lot of people which yep. means the witcher is done yep yep <laughs> yeah. i got to have my my cavil yeah yes. he kind of he kind of made that character work for everybody yep. yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's a video of him out there and i'm not ashamed to say that i watched it for five minutes or whatever it was of just him in a mm -hmm. tank top building a computer at home there was oh, no plot okay. No action. It was just him yep. in a tank top building a computer. It was fascinating. Yep. I recommend it to everyone. Uh, so yeah, well, he, he's easy to, that. I'll watch to watch. Wait, we missed all that. We've got a couple of comments yeah, here. Yeah, you got to do the one before that. Yeah. Ah, they're coming yes. up too fast. Yep. Yeah. There we go. A series with a couple of plot holes can do the same. Yeah, yeah, Anita, we don't we don't talk about Liam Hemsworth. He is he's garbage. No. Yeah. I don't have an opinion on him. Yeah. But it's it's Henry Cavill is the Witcher. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. We we were oh, watching yeah. um I was watching Justice League with uh with Heather, you know, the three hour version, four hours, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And you don't you don't really get henry cavill to like the last 10 minutes which is ridiculous right. and right. when he's in i was like honey 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 <laughs> you just you just sat through three and a half hours of ben affleck squeezed like a sausage into this batman suit <laughs> it's like i need something good here right yes yes oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Talk about going off the rails. Up. How did we end up? <laughs> no, we went I from horror we... projects to Henry Cavill. Yeah. We stayed oh, hey. on the rails Witcher. perfectly. Witcher. I got through all my notes, Katie. <laughs> got through the oh, is notes. Is that why my now... phone keeps beeping? You know, I don't check my phone when we have a show. Come on, Rebecca. The girl, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, for everyone, all those beeps, that was Rebecca trying to message me. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Well, this has been good. I yes. had a good time. Yeah, you need to come back and visit us more often. We miss I'll you. I'll do that. Yes. I'll, I'll yes. come back when uh, when maybe you have somebody else on too. That way, it's it's not just it's not just me because I don't know. I don't have about, very interesting things about to talk you. about. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you yeah. do. It's just about mm -hmm. chatting with your friends, yeah. Yeah. hanging yeah. out, talking yeah. shop, 
just exactly enjoying each other's company. Yes. I like him. Yes. Well, I really appreciate you. Yes, Rebecca, I would love to come on with you. That would be great. That would be great. Fun. In a great. tank top. What? In no, that's Henry Tank Top. Wait, who's who's in a tank top? Wait, Rebecca Henry. or me? <laughs> I, I can't do tank tank tops. I'm 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 I've got too much mass. Like putting putting a tank top on the or not Jar Jar Banks. We don't want to break the, the internet the with, with the, the awesome site. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I really do appreciate you two um, having me on uh, so soon to, to talk about this project. And it was great. Yeah, yeah. Was great. I'm so yeah. glad that you were able to come back on and join us. You've got a new project to talk about. And, you know, we'll take any excuse to have you come visit. Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and, and before we go, I do have one one announcement. Monday, yes. Pack Magic comes out. Oh, Yep. So it's coming out on, you know, alone, not in the set. So yay. Yay. <laughs> is that a where is that a wolf romancy thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's it's um the sequel to Shades of Night, which is a series I wrote. Okay. Okay. What last oh. year? I don't know when I wrote that. <laughs> no. No, here I, I just have a quick question. I mean, is there is there a sexy time in this book? Oh yeah. Okay, so here I, I've got to tell you, and you might have already fixed this, mm -hmm. but I've read a number of werewolf romances because over the years I've been friends with a number of authors who have asked mm -hmm. me to read their werewolf romances. All right. Mm -hmm. They all only do sexy time when they're humans, which seems mm -hmm. really unrealistic to me. I mean, wouldn't they do sexy time in wolf form too? At some point, yes. Some point, but okay. not on not on the page on mine. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, I need oh. to go check my messages. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. Yes. <laughs> and you didn't oh, message okay. me. <laughs> oh. oh no, <laughs> oh. So On that note. <laughs> We have yeah. somewhere else to be, so we will talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll be back again soon. <laughs> <laughs>